Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by Hashtag Basketball. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, not much, Mike. I am excited to get into this podcast, and I am excited for the the, the pre-debate before we even get into the good stuff. That's my favorite part the of it. Okay, well, before before the pre-debate, let's uh, let's explain to the listeners what we are actually uh, trying to accomplish here. And so, this episode and um, the one beforehand, and the ooh, I think we have about six or seven more of these to go. Uh, we're going to be taking the top eight and then doing a uh, bottom of the first round type of uh, mock draft with the first six rounds of each of the consensus top eight players. And we've already done Russell Westbrook. I suggest go listening to that one. Um, these are a lot more fun to do than the 30 team previews that we've already done. Uh, yeah. And, and we like, you know, to have a little fun and try to make a fun team. And um, that's one of the best parts about fantasy basketball is a draft, right? So um, it's something I'm excited about. The draft's always great. Everybody's uh, got a chance to win. Uh, it's like the beginning of the season. Everybody's got zero losses, you know? Um, and I, I find myself doing a lot of, a lot of mock drafts, probably too many mock drafts and, uh, it's, it's just um, it's just fun to to get in there and uh, and see what kind of team you can develop. I'm totally with you there. Okay, you ready for the pre-debate? Because I want to get in this pre-debate. I love what's, this. I mean, you start the pre-debate. I, what's what is there to debate about? The pre-debate is the debate we're going to have on all of these shows, which is in the mic only league. Where are you taking Giannis Antetokounmpo, our man for tonight? Well, Giannis Antetokounmpo, which proves that I can say this name correctly because the rest of the podcast I'll probably be calling him Giannis, uh, because I'm from the Midwest, and he plays in the Midwest. So, you know, he probably gets that all the time. I, don't I feel, feel like, like no that. one in the Midwest calls him by his name. I feel like they all go, oh, it's the Greek freak, man. Hey, Greek freak, what's what's going on, man? And that's not how people in the Midwest talk, but it's more of a Jersey almost accent. Um, in the If I'm playing um, Roto or head-to-head, how, do you, how are you looking at it? Um, I want to hear them both because I think every, I think some people play in both leagues. Some people play in one. Some people play in the other. So let's hear both. Okay. So I, I'm still going to stick by my statement that in both leagues, no matter what, what type of league I'm playing head-to-head or roto, I'm taking Kevin Durant number one overall. And so old Giannis, I think I would uh, I'd probably take him fourth overall in a head-to-head league behind uh, Harden and Westbrook. That's third. No, that'd be fourth because Katie's my first in both times in head to head and Roto. All right, you were paying attention. I wasn't. You were not. You got. You got. You got. You got to wake up. You got to keep. Uh, keep on this one. Uh, I like Giannis. I think, like we've said before, a lot of these top eight. I actually kind of think there's a little break in the top eight uh, in a Roto league. I would also consider him taking him probably third, even third or fourth. And I would replace uh, – I put AD and uh, and Cat, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, uh, a lot higher, and then follow that with uh, Westbrook Harden. Um, and Kawhi is probably is up there next to third or fourth. So it kind of changes depending on if you're playing red or head-to-head. Um, and I, I think a lot of people in head-to-head are kind of um, forgetting about Kawhi Leonard. And I, I would um, I would recommend people don't. Uh, him and LeBron have a very close ADP uh, on Yahoo right now, and I, I don't think that's how – that should not be the case. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think that top eight is setting itself apart. Um, I think you're sleeping on somebody, but I'll wait till his his day of uh, who no, would I draft I'm with. I'm not sleeping on, on um, Mr. Steph Curry. I, I'm saying you could take any of these guys, number one overall, including Giannis, including Steph Curry, and I'm not going to argue with you. I'll back you on that. Um, I'll make the case for why I have Steph Curry number one on that day. Um, I won't. I won't bore you people with it here if you're looking for Giannis talk. Um, in my personal head-to-head, I've got Giannis fifth. Um, I want the four guys who have done it. So that's Curry, Durant, Harden, and Westbrook. I want those four. Then I'm looking for guys who maybe could do it. Giannis is in that category. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, if he can finally stay healthy for a season. Kawhi Leonard. Um, so those guys are kind of my second tier. In a Roto League, I'll agree with you that Giannis gets a little sexier, um, especially 9-cat, right? Because, I mean, you got Westbrook and Harden with those crazy high turnovers, like double even some of the highest guys in the league. Like, I mean, you're looking at five turnovers a game for probably Westbrook and Harden and like three for Curry and probably like two and a half to three for Giannis. I mean, that's like double the amount. That's a significant increase. So if I'm caring at all about turnovers – uh, Giannis probably moves up a little bit and is probably let's see I'd probably take Giannis I would actually still probably take Giannis fifth because I think Towns might jump up in there and so would Davis and it would be Curry Durant Cat and Davis over Giannis so yeah I think if you're drafting in the middle of a draft you're going to take what you get and so if you get if you get Giannis congratulations like you got an incredibly good player and uh, unlike a lot of the um, top tier guys Giannis actually does have uh, a couple – even though he's ranked so damn high, he does have a couple glaring weaknesses in his in his categories. His, uh, he's one of the few top guys who doesn't really shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, and I mean hardly any, right? Probably like a little bit more than half a game, which is not great. Um, the free throw percentage too is, is the lowest of that top eight, and the points could also be the lowest of that top eight. Now, they're still – outstanding and a lot better than everybody else probably like somewhere around 23 a game but the lowest of the top eight so you got to know what you're buying right any of those other top eight guys you're getting more points you're getting a better free throw percentage and you're getting more three-pointers yeah and if you if you listen to our um, one of our latest podcasts with uh, alex reichland he um we talked about strategy going to auction and head-to-head drafts and uh one of the strategies we talked about were, were our punting strategies and I don't like to punt until I know what my third round pick is going to be. I just take the best player available in round one, the best player available in round two, and then look at my strengths and weaknesses and say, do I want to balance those weaknesses out or do I want to continue to make my strengths more positive? And if you listen to our Westbrook podcast, you'll see that we made our strengths more positive uh, when it came to assists and when it came to points. In this one, though, you start leaning, well, I'm already starting out with a couple weaknesses. Uh, perhaps I should lean towards uh, continuing to punt those categories. But I, I don't want to jump ahead. I, I don't want to make that decision until I see who's available in the third round. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, and and why that is for me is you could always see somebody slip that you're not expecting, right? You can look at the ADPs. You can do mock drafts all day. And maybe for whatever reason, all the guys in your league hate John Wall. And so you're at the end of the second round and John Wall, for some reason, is still available. And you're like, I got John Wall right up there near my top 10. I'm definitely picking John Wall. And then that kind of changes your whole draft. Whereas if you're already trying to punt and maybe your category you decided to punt was assists, 
and now John Wall's available. Well, John Wall is useless to you because you're punting assists. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. It's it's, it's all good of matter, um, and what with what happens in your actual draft, and that's why we keep recommending people do these mock drafts just so you get the uh, most likely scenarios over and over. And then occasionally you're going to get thrown a curveball and you're going to have to make a decision. And that just helps you on, on game day uh, when you're actually going to be drafting to, uh, to kind of know how you would adjust to someone throwing you for a loop. Yeah, no, and it, it happens even to the most experienced people. Um, I did a draft on Sunday and like, I was not at all expecting to end up with Carmelo Anthony, but in a $440 salary cap, he was sitting there at $20 and I had to bid and I ended up getting him at 25. Yeah. And that's, you know what? Fine. And it was like, it just was a great price point for me and he fit my team. All right. And I was like, I don't, I'm not really in love with Carmelo this year. I mean, I think he's probably somewhere between like the 50 and 60th best player, but at that price point, I think he's a little undervalued. So I'm going to buy him. I actually kind of like him a little bit more now that he is on the Oklahoma city thunder. I think he's going to be a little bit more open and he might play a little bit more um, Team USA mellow type of ball where he just trails the play and hits a three. But uh, we'll see once uh, preseason comes around, which is starting here only in a handful of days. Oh, um, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait either. So right, let's, let's do the Giannis. Let's, get, let's do it. Get into Giannis. Um, so we're going to have to go out there and say Giannis is probably in, in a lot of the drafts we looked at. Uh, Giannis is going in the top three. You know, he's, he's a very popular name, very uh, uh, sexy pick. And so and I, I, I don't think you're getting him up. at seven or eight. Trending up, I think. Oh, definitely trending up. There's Whereas more guys like Westbrook after the trade are probably trending down as far as like getting picked super high. Giannis is probably trending up. I could see Giannis going in the top two in a lot of drafts. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I think one of the, the things that people like about Giannis is that he is the superstar on, on his team while – some of these other people, Steph Curry and Durant, Harden and CP3, and now the Westbrook uh, with with two other stars on his team, they're, they're sharing the ball with someone. But Giannis is going to be the primary ball handler. He's going to be a point forward. He's going to take a ton of shots. He's going to score. He's going to facilitate the offense. And um, I think a lot of people are finding him a sexy pick. So you're going to – I don't think Giannis is going to drop to you. You're going to have to take him near the top of your draft. Yeah, and so that's what we're going to kind of try to prepare you for is picking right around that turn somewhere. Um, yeah, so if you're in a 10-team league, you know, that's around uh, your your 2021st pick. If you're in a little bit deeper league, you might go all the way down to 25. So we're going to try to stay around that area for our, our second-round pick. And so are you, are you ready for the second round, Tyler? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Why not? All right, cool. So we're going in the second round. A bunch of people came off the board. Um a lot of guys that I mean that I really like. A lot of those second tier players that um, I would really, really like to get my hands on. And like Tyler was saying, you know, if John Wall is falling to you here, because Paul, Demarcus Cousins, all those second tier players, if they fall to you here, you have to take one of them. Period. There's not, there's not really a question. And and I'll throw this out there just real quick because I, I know a lot of people play on ESPN, and this is this is happening on ESPN. I'm looking at their ADP. Right this second. Giannis is going third, so that means you would pick 18th because there's this 10-team league. Jimmy Butler is still on the board by their ADP. Paul George is number 19 by their ADP, so if you pick second and 19, I, I want either one of those two guys if they're still on the board. They're probably not going to be on the board when it comes back around in your league, but if they are, I'm probably taking either one of those two. 
Yeah, I cannot on Yahoo. I cannot believe Dame Lillard's at, is is at seventeen. And that's another guy, right? Just crazy high points. Going to give you a lot of threes. That would actually be a great pairing with Giannis. It certainly would. I would. I would love that. And I'm actually, that's what I'm still looking for. I'm looking for a guard here. And you're probably going to see guys like Kimba Walker, Kyle Lowry, Gordon Hayward, CJ McCollum, Miles Turner, Chris Porzingis. So you could kind of go small. You could kind of go big. And, and, and Draymond might even be sitting around down here. And so... Um, I'm going to let you take the first crack at who you want in the second round. So um, if we're assuming 12-team league, so we're somewhere in that like 20 to 24 range, right? Um, For me, the pick is kind of between three guys. I don't love the point guards in this spot. I don't love Kemba Walker, and I don't love Kyle Lowry. So I'm probably going to pick a big man. So for me, it's probably between Draymond, it's probably between Chris Stapps, and it's probably between Miles Turner. Now, if we're pairing that with Giannis, which guy do I want? Um, I probably will take Kristaps Porzingis in that situation. Interesting. Why, why do you like Kristaps so much when um, he doesn't necessarily fit uh, with some of the, the the punting strategies that we're doing with uh, that some people might go into drafting Giannis and going, well, I'm going to get rid of his threes. You just drafted a center who hits threes. That's but see that's it now see and, and I'm sticking with my my usual strategy I guess here in that I want to punt the percentages because in a head to head league which I think is what most people play those percentages just they're not as sticky week to week right guys have bad shooting weeks they have good shooting weeks and so I am looking to get those counting stats and I think Porzingis gives me a nice fill of those counting stats. He gives me threes that I need. I think he's going to score pretty close to 20 points now with Mello gone. So there's some good points that I need. He's going to give me some great rebounds and I'm going to need a point guard. I understand that, but I really kind of like Porzingis in that area. I, I like that. I think you're, you're trying to balance out your, um, your squad and you're trying to pick basically the best player available. I, I kind of like that. Uh, you we have a back, basically back to back picks here, so I, I'm, I'm gonna let you just let's keep going with the third round because you basically get a choice of those same players with so, your next pick. Um, now now we're th- now here's where things get tricky, and, and here's kind of a question I'll ask you: um, Are you gonna reach for one of those guards, right? So do you believe in Kemba Walker or Kyle Lowry a little bit more than I do? Are you gonna reach down for someone like a Mike Conley or one of those other point guards in that general range? Or are you going to go for another big man? I'm probably going to go after uh, a guard here. And actually, I might go after a guard with my my second-round pick. I'm not sure it terribly matters, like you're saying. Um, If I'm looking at the guards that are available, I actually do think Lowry and Kemba are are technically a a step above, maybe not a huge step above – the next group of, of point guards. And if Kyle Lowry is still on the board here, I'm taking Kyle Lowry. Here's why I'm not going for those guys. Okay. I, I do think they're a step above and I'll agree with you. Um, in head to head league, Lowry has faded down the stretch the last few years. So that worries me a little bit that come playoff time, he kind of stinks. Um, so I do think they're a step above though, but if I'm looking down a little further, I'm liking the point guard and wing options more than I'm liking the big men. So maybe if I get the big men pretty sure up, I can pick those guards that I like still down a little further. And so I'm actually maybe probably going to go with one of those other guys I've already talked about. 
Yeah, I think I'm actually going to have to say I, I disagree. I think by the time you get to the end of the fourth round, fifth round, you're you're risking not getting one of those guards. So you you oh, are going to no have way. to I, you're going to have to reach down at this point to grab one of them. I got Jeff Teague there right around 50. I got Dennis Schroeder in the 50s. I got Those are those are mid-tier yeah. guards. Those are not but, premier guards at all. But, but look at the big men in that area. Like are there any sexy names you're seeing that you really want to get your hands on? Like maybe Al Horford and Brooke Lopez. That, I mean they're all right. Oh no, uh, I I still think you go small big here. I don't think you go two point guards. So I like I like your pick of Chris Depps. I'd also take Miles Turner here as well. I think those are kind of the consensus uh, two big men sitting here. But there are big men further down in, in, the, in those mid-tiers that I kind of like, and I kind of like for a very specific reason. Because if I end up with uh, someone like Kyle Lowry or, um, let's say, Chris Depps Porzingis, I could look at a big further down like Clint Capella. Yeah, and and if you're putting free throws, right, that doesn't that doesn't matter, right? So Clint Capella is a real a real nice sexy yeah. pick. Um, here's another guy I'll throw out, and there's a guy I threw out in the last one, and I think he maybe kind of fits decently well here. Is if we pick Chris Stapps, we've got our good steals and blocks build up a little bit, and we've got some assists and we've got some rebounds that are pretty good. I might go for Clay Thompson again. At the in your third round pick, yeah, just some bulk threes and points. I I mean we've talked about it a ton. The points go away. I get some real good threes that basically makes me pretty strong in that category now too. So this is this is similar to um, our Westbrook uh, Westbrook build, but with Westbrook, his assists are going to be high enough where you can ignore your point guard position until a, a later spot because he's going to probably get 10 around 10 assists a game. Giannis, his skill is the fact that he does basically everything. He's going to get you close to two blocks. Uh, he's probably going to give you maybe even close to two steals. He's going to shoot a really good percentage so, uh, on field goals. So I don't want to screw up my field goals. I don't want to ignore my steals and blocks because I want to win those categories for sure. Then you maybe don't want Chris Depps. I don't know. I don't know that Chris, Chris Stapps is going to shoot a good field field goal percentage here. But maybe That's you don't true. want Chris Stapps if you're trying to care about field goal percentage because I mean he's going to be the number one option. He's not, he shot forty five percent last year. Okay, he's going to be the number one option now. You got to think that there's going to be some more of like get him the ball late in the shot clock, and those usually turn into worse shots, which drives your field goal percentage down. So, I mean, maybe he shoots like 43, 44, maybe even as low as 42 if he's getting like 22 points a game. So, I mean, there's a trade-off there, right? But it could be a bad field goal percentage on a high volume of attempts. And see, and that's why I'm kind of leaning toward the Miles Turner. I think I'd rather have a Kyle Lowry and Miles Turner um, back-to-back here if I can get it. Uh, I like both of those guys. I know they're kind of uh, – Kyle Lowry's an old-school pick. And your complaint about Kyle Lowry is, is valid during the second half of the season, during the late part of the season. He kind of falls apart, and he never really has a, a terribly good playoffs. Well, I, I have a solution for that. Trade him. Your and team, that's it. Your team should not look the same as it, you drafted it during playoff time. But And here's, the, here's I guess, the point that, that I'll make about this and why I'm, I'm not going to go for him in that situation is I think his re- – what are, what are his assists? You tell me what? What? How many assists is he going to get this year? Per uh, game? Probably uh, somewhere between six and seven. 
per usual, per, pretty normal Kyle Lowry. So here's the way I like to build this team, and, and this is just me, and, and we can disagree on this, and that's fine. I'm not – I see lots of guys below that threshold and even going to be available probably right around my next pick that are going to get just as many, if not more threes. And I'm going to – I like the point guards in that area. I'm going to go back-to-back on point guards probably because I want points. I want to have a lot of points build up after those first three rounds. And I get Kyle Lowry's going to get you 20, and I'm, I'm happy with that. I just – I don't know. I don't love him. I just don't feel good about having him. And, and I want a team that I feel really, really good about. Uh, here's my argument for Kyle Lowry. He gets a steal and a half a game. That's a lot of steals. That's very good steals. He's He's been consistent. In fact, the year before that, he averaged two steals a game. Uh, that was above average, obviously. So he, he does seem to get about a steal and a half a game. So you're combining him with Giannis already. You're getting the six to seven assists a, a game, which you can find – six to seven assists and a player later in the in the draft you're right but what you can't find is a player who gets the six to seven assists a game plus the steal and a half plus three three-pointers uh, so you don't have to go get your bradley beals and clay thompson's you can ignore them three three-pointers a game and this guard he is, he's got uh, good rebounds for a guard he approaches five rebounds per game last season uh, so kyle lowry to me, is almost kind of a a nine or a, a Giannis in guard form, where he's not blocking, but he's doing all the other things. Yeah, and there's no real reason to worry about him. I mean, he's played seventy, seventy-seven, and sixty games, so I mean, there's no real super injury concern there. Um, I know that seventy and sixty don't sound like a lot, but there's a lot of guys playing only seventy to seventy-five games. That not that many guys are playing the full eighty-two anymore. Um, the percentages worry me. The, especially the field goal percentage. He did shoot 46% last year, but he had never, never shot anywhere close to that other than one year when he barely played for Houston. So I don't think we see that sticking around. I don't think we see the real high three-point percentage that he got last year sticking around. I don't think he shoots 40 again. I just don't, which I think knocks the threes down probably closer to like 2.8 that he got the year before than the 3.2 he shot last year. Um. I just think he kind of had a career year, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with him. He's still going to score you 20 points a game and, and maybe even as much as 22, and he's going to be all right. But he's also not going to shoot a good field goal percentage, in my opinion. I, th- which, I, I think if, that's fair. I, I think you're making some pretty fair points. Uh, I'm just going to throw out in a vacuum. Who would you rather draft in a vacuum, Kyle Lowry or Mike Connolly? Very similar uh, players. Yeah, they're kind of in my same tier there. Um I probably would go Kyle Lowry in that situation. Um, yeah, I feel like they're a bit of a toss-up, but Kyle Lowry. But you can tell Mike by Connelly. my pause. You can tell by my pausing, right? That they're pretty close. I mean, like I'm sure. I'm thinking about that. This is why I like Kyle Lowry more. So I think we have to come to a consensus on who we're taking with the second and third round picks here. It sounds like we want to go big guard, and. Since those picks are so close together, I don't think it terribly matters which one you take first. Well, and, um, and I let's know your league, right? If you know that guys are are, if um, we talked about this with with uh, oh man, just Alex, awesome. yeah, Alex. Um, that like if you're in New York, right, and guys love Porzingis, and Porzingis is still on the board right now, and there's a a guy or maybe two guys picking in between you, and you're like, man, I really want Porzingis. I'm taking Porzingis. 
and and vice versa, right? If I live in, I don't know, any any city, and the guy that I want is on the board, I'm probably taking that guy. Makes sense. I think that I I think it does make sense. I I think we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to split this decision. Um, you're you're pulling for Porzingis. I'm pulling for Kyle Lowry. Do do do. Both of those guys fall to the third round, so you can take them. Or do we have to pick between Chris I think, and Kyle? I think with the trade, I think that you're more likely to get Kyle Lowry to fall than Porzingis. Porzingis' is ADPs are, are got the plus marks next to him on both Yahoo and ESPN, meaning he's getting picked higher and higher. So I think if you want Porzingis, you got to now take him in the second round. So let's let's take Zingus. Let's take the Zinger in the second round. I'm going to check that one off. we got Porzingis at two. In the third round, I'm going to vote for Kyle Lowry. All right, I'll, I'll let you have it. Um, it's not a guy I love, and I know I'll, I'll be on record of saying that, but I do see the value in Kyle Lowry um, being a, a second or even a third round pick. I mean, be, be prepared to have to trade him halfway through the season, but for that first half of the season, Kyle Lowry is often um, producing way higher than he ends up being ranked at the end of the year. So he usually and, it gives you a good start and a bad finish. I, I, I just want to make this one little point, okay? Don't expect a really good field goal percentage. Don't do it, people. He did shoot 46% last year. I don't think that number is sticky. I don't think that comes back around this year. I think it's probably somewhere between 42 and 43. So we got Chris Stapps and Giannis and Kyle Lowry. So we're kind of we're good – uh, at, at a few things now, we we boosted our three pointers back up to uh, to help us out with Giannis's lack of three pointers. Our uh, free throw percentage is not great between Kyle Lowry at eighty one percent and Chris Stapps. Um, at this point, I'm putting both, both eight percent. I'm not caring one bit about that because I think both Porzingis and Lowry are in that 42 range and with some okay free throws, but we're not trending very high. I'm punting both of those and I'm going for all ball counters at this point. I like that idea. And that's what you want to do after you get your third round pick, you know, kind of decide what you want to throw away, what you want to go after. I don't know if I necessarily um, demand that we need to punt field goals at this point, but I'm not caring about, about field goal very much at all. I'm not caring about free throw at all, really. So let's go after those counting stats. I like I like where where your head's at since we're since we're doing pretty good on three pointers. Let's go down to the end of the fourth round, beginning of the fifth round. So we're looking at 45 through 55. That that range way down there. Um, this is a chance to get a little tricky with your with your draft i think because depending on who you're drafting with and how people are drafting and and head-to-head leagues some of these guys end up going a lot earlier but since you you don't care about free throws this could be an opportunity to take someone like deandre jordan andre drummond Uh, or or clint capella i'm interested on on your take on say all three are available which which guy's your man this year Oh, that's Who's a, your Huckleberry. I think this is, I think it's a tough one because DeAndre is going to probably take a little bit bigger of a role since Chris Paul isn't, isn't there to, but since Chris Paul isn't there to facilitate the offense, uh, 
but that hurts his best um, category. I'm worried right? now. I'm now. I'm worried about uh, DeAndre Jordan trying to do too much. Yes, that's what I mean. That him taking more role in the offense could hurt his best category. Well, yeah. his one of his two best categories. His two best categories are probably rebounds and field goal percentage, and then blocks is probably third or maybe second in there. If you ask him to do more, that field goal percentage is going to go down. You can't shoot seventy-one percent if you're doing more than just dunking the ball. Yeah, and also like I think the DeAndre Jordan might be gone by this point. Because if you have anyone in your league who is going to be punting free throws and they don't, they, they they give two craps about the world. They they probably took him somewhere in the third and fourth round. On on ESPN, he's going thirty ninth overall, but DeAndre or Andre Drummond is going fifty third, and Clint Capella is even further down yet. Yeah, and, and actually, that's where I was kind of going with this. I Drummond. think I like Andre Drummond more than I like DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan this year. And I think this is a, a supreme recency bias thing. Okay. Every year for the last three years, Andre Drummond has been picked over DeAndre Jordan. Andre Drummond had a crap year. Andre Drummond had a nose injury, if that's what you want to call it. He had his septum fixed, and now he can apparently breathe better. I believe in that. I believe he can breathe better. I don't know that that helps him a ton, but I think he bounces back some anyways, right? Anytime you see someone have a very poor year, they usually bounce back up to their level. I think he's a better player, fantasy player, than DeAndre Jordan, and I'm – willing to take Andre Drummond over DeAndre Jordan for sure. Is that the direction you want to go here now that you're looking at per- punting the percentages? What, what would this basically do is it would bump your field goal percentage up. It would hurt your three-pointers, even though we're doing fairly well on three-pointers anyway, and it would start to level out your points as well. Um, there's a lot of ways you can go at this point. Uh-huh. A guy that I'm really looking at hard here, especially in this round, would be Ricky Rubio, just in the sense that I want to get some bulk assists still. I want to get more assists at this pick. I feel like the six and a half and the five I have aren't enough, and I know that there's not going to be a ton of point guards left after these two picks that I feel real good about doing some kind of across-the-board stuff. So... I'm really interested in Rubio here, and if he's on the board, I'm probably taking him regardless, and then I'll worry about my next pick at my next pick. Um, but I could see the value of taking Andre Drummond here, and I I think he's going in a head-to-head league. I, I still do. I mean, ESPN is telling me he's not. But if you're punting those free throws, I mean, he's probably a top 20 or 30 player, right? So Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're coming into the, the, the game knowing you're going to punt free throws, Andre Drummond's probably going to be gone. Um, and I also think DeAndre Jordan's going to be gone. Do you think Nurkic is going to be gone by now too? Poof. Um, he might be still sticking around. Let's go to the if we go to the ADP. Uh, ADPs, this is where Nurkic is on ADP on ESPN. I can tell you that forty-five overall pick. He's forty-seven here on Yahoo. So Ricky Rubio is also forty-seven. Jeff Teague is forty-five right here. And um, apparently DeAndre Jordan is 44. So that's right around, though, like the 50th overall pick, right? Like the numbers get skewed, right, because people pick them lower and lower. And so, like, for example, a lot of times the number will say like 51, but it's actually like the 50th pick because the numbers get pushed down by people picking them lower and lower. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. And I'm – um. I think I'm going to jump in on the punt free throw philosophy. And that's a great strategy if they're there. 
but you got to worry that they're not. And so let's let's say that they're there. We'll we'll do a little hypothetical. If they're there, jump at it because with G, with Giannis's um, very great rebounding, Chris Depps is also good rebounding. Kyle Lowry's uh, good rebounding for a guard. You're basically setting yourself up right now to have uh, to own rebounds and blocks. I mean, you got to feel real good at and blocks. blocks too. Yes, absolutely, and that's where and that and that's why I think this works really well as a strategy is that you haven't really killed yourself in, in anything other than free throw percentage. Everything else is actually kind of good, and this helps bring your field goal back up. So you're you're really only putting free throws at this point as long as you start paying attention to your the, the your three pointers and your points at this point. So you couldn't really go rondo right after that because that would that would kill your points. And your threes. Would I ever go Rondo? That was the question. Oh, sorry, not Rajon Rondo. I'm saying uh, I meant to say Rubio. Um, I got Rondo on the brains for some reason. I I I love Rubio this year. Um, you're a little too into Rubio this year. I, I'm not sure he's going to drop to you down here. I think you think you're going to get him at the end of the fourth round. I don't think he's going at the end of the fourth round. Um, in the drafts I've done, he is, and and that's maybe maybe not the best barometer, right? Um. I think in some sharp leagues he's going earlier, and I'm willing to pick him earlier. I have him in my 30s. Um, but I think he slides just because he doesn't score. And we talk about this all the time, right? Guys who don't score always slip in these drafts. Nick Batum, Ricky Rubio. People love points. Robert Covington, they love points. And so I, I always see these guys sliding in leagues. Yes, people love the sexy stats, the big stats, the stats that have – two digits and what really matters is someone who can get you over a steal and a half like Robert Covington. Uh, And that's why with this pick, you're kind of deciding, I think you have a lot of, of those types of picks hanging out around here. A lot of people who aren't going to score a lot of points, but have sexy other stats. And if let's, if Andre Drummond is around, I think I'm going to take him and then, go back and try to get someone who can score and hit some threes. But if Andre Drummond isn't around here, I think the Ricky Rubio route might be the right way to go. Um, yeah. I, 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 regardless, I think I want a few assists. Um, once I, once I get the Drummond, if I get Drummond, I want assists because Drummond's only going to get you like an assist a game. You got Porzingis. who's I don't think going to get you a ton of assists. Um, so I, I want someone, and, and that even might be like a Nick Batum type, right? Like who gives you like five and a half, six assists, right? Point guard assist, and he's not a point guard. So I'm not necessarily saying I want a point guard, but I want some decent assists at this next pick, especially if I have Drummond. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I just don't think you can go back to back with two guys who don't score. Not when you have such strong scoring at the top of your draft. But look at the guys around this spot. I mean – who's really scoring that many more than them, like three or four more points a game, which is some, I, I understand that. I think it's, I think it's significant. Um, um, another guy I'm looking at in this general range is Schroeder. I think Schroeder's going to score. He's going to have to. And on ESPN, he's the 52nd overall pick uh, right there with Nick Batum at 51. And Ricky Rubio is all the way down at 63 over average pick 60 overall, as far as picks go. Um, so, I mean, Rubio's below those two even. Uh, that's why I don't trust ESPN's rankings or their average draft rankings at all. Uh, but, I, I, I've, I've rarely been in a, in a mock draft on Yahoo where 
Rubio falls past 50. But that's because they have him ranked a lot higher in their standard set exactly. of rankings. Exactly. That's exactly it. But, and that's just all on the site you play on. If you play on ESPN, I mean, we talk about this. We talked about this the other day on the podcast. I'm pretty sure no one, not many people are smart enough to look down and go for guys who aren't on that board. Right? They look at the queue and they just see the top 10 or 12 guys, however many are in that queue, and that's all they're picking from. That's true. And I, I, everyone, right after either, right when your draft opens, what you should be doing is going and scrolling all the way down and, and starting starting to find the names and the players that you like, especially all the way down, like all the way down 120, 130. Find those players, get them in your queue so you can remember them. So, you know, even between picks, you should be looking around trying to get your rankings correct. That way you really don't have to struggle when your your next round comes up. But we're, I think we're struggling on this round to uh, decide where we want to, we want to go with this, uh, with this build. No, I, I, so here's here's what it comes down to for me, and, and it's kind of a it's the sixth round, right? So we don't know who's going to be available, really. So it's kind of a best available pick. Um, the guys I'm looking at, right? If we have Drummond, so we got our first well, five. Who did we who did we take in the fourth round? Drummond. We took Drummond in the fourth. Well, we're talking about the fourth round right now. Okay, so if we had Drummond in the fourth, so for fifth round pick, guys I'm looking at, right? We're picking right back to back again. Yeah. So we're still in that same range. Um, I'm sorry, I might have missed smoke there, and that's that's okay. No, that's all right. I just want to make um, sure you, we you know around we're in. I mean, we're kind of saying if we're in a head-to-head league, Drummond might be gone by now, so you could could look at Clint Capella, or you could go the other route and go the Ricky Rubio route. But right. uh, either way, you're you're taking a guy who doesn't score that much. But I I like the Drummond route, and you're going to be dominating your rebounds. But now we're we're kind of needing a guard here. Yeah, and so. Guards to look at, right, in, in this general area, I think you're in that Rubio, Schroeder, Batum, Alfred Payton maybe range. Um, all guys who aren't going to score a ton. And that's why I was pushing for points early is I know that these points are going to dry up pretty fast. Um, with our build right now, the guy I would probably want out of those is Schroeder, especially if Rubio is not available because I think he's going to score the points. Um, in a vacuum, I like Batum and Rubio better but I think Schroeder scores enough points to kind of get you there. Yeah, I like that pick. I, I really do because Schroeder is going to be the main scorer on Atlanta. And there is, I think, a little worry that teams are just going to collapse on Schroeder all the time, but I think they tried to collapse on Schroeder all the time last year and it didn't really work. So I'm not terribly worried about uh, what's going to happen with Schroeder. If you had a choice at, at this spot between Schroeder, D'Angelo, and DeMar DeRozan as, as your three top scorers probably sitting around here. I guess let's throw in Devin Booker in here too. Out of those four guys, who do you, who do you want out of those? I am not seeing Devin Booker here. And here's why. I think he's a young guy, sexy name, big scorer. I think he in, in any draft I've almost done, he's picked right around pick 40. So anywhere from 40 to 45. You're definitely, you're, you're definitely right that he is. So I am going to sexier picks of the, of the draft here. I am going to exclude him because I don't see him being. Let's available. exclude him. I like your logic. Um, and that's the only reason why if he's available and you're really great and you can think about him and I love him, right? The dude can score. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I am super into that. I was super into Kobe when he played and that's kind of what you're. And I'm not, I'm, but I'm not terribly into Devin Booker as a fantasy player. I'll agree with you there in some cases that he's not, uh, he doesn't do some of the, uh, 
ancillary things you'd like him to do, right? He does the, the big points, and that's kind of gets him overdrafted a little bit um, in some cases. But he's probably averaging about the most points that are left. Another guy, DeMar DeRozan, um, I always think people kind of sleep on him a little bit, right? That's a safe 20 points. Now, not many threes with that. I see him slip a lot, and I can never really figure out why. So can you tell me why no one likes him? Because he's got the points. And on ESPN, he goes 29th. So if you're not getting him if you're playing on ESPN. If you're playing on Yahoo. They, they for some reason, ranked him and probably in the top 20 for you know, who God knows what reason. Um, I think people don't like DeMar because – I think like year, a Canadian This, this year might be the first year you can't get DeMar at a steal, but at a, at a, a criminal price because DeMar is – 30th on yahoo so the, i think both of the rankings have, have finally moved. caught on they finally found him out they finally yeah. knew who except for now they, they're both overrating him by way too much yeah he's learned around the top 50 guy he's from more between 40 and 50 for me yeah every... i feel like this is where you would be drafting him so i think we're gonna to have to throw demar out of this out of this um discussion and just go with dennis schroeder yeah no, i'm fine with that i like schroeder unless um, you want d'angelo We've talked about Schroeder. I would rather have Schroeder than D'Angelo, personally. Um, And I just think Schroeder's a safer bet for the points. D'Angelo might take that step, but I I think Schroeder's a little bit safer bet for the points. And safer bet for the assists. Yes, definitely a safer bet for the assists. I think D'Angelo's going to play more two-guard unless Jeremy Lin gets hurt again, which is a possibility. Yeah, you're going to get more threes at D'Angelo, I think, but uh, with Schroeder being the safer bet, guaranteed all all the minutes in Atlanta, all the scoring... And uh, some more assists, you know. Let's. I, I like where your head's at. Um, let's let's go with him. He's um, a pretty good free throw shooter. So that's one of the criminal mistakes a lot of people make. Is like, well, he's a great free throw shooter. We're punting free throws. Let's not pick him. No, that's not really how this works. You you should be picking the the best player that fits your stats that you're trying to boost. And, and I said this too uh, in the Russell Westbrook one. It's not when I say I'm punting, it's not that I'm not going to draft someone who's good at, at what I'm punting. It's that I'm not looking at that category anymore. Yeah, I'm not caring how it ends up. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So now we got at the uh at the guard spots, we got Lowry and we got Schroeder playing the other guard. We got Giannis, who can play one, two, three, four, maybe even five this year. Who knows? We got Zinger at the center. Actually, Zinger at the four and Drummond at the center. That's a pretty good starting lineup. Where are we yeah. going with our where are we going with our sixth pick? Because we All basically right. have really punted turnovers. We've got our uh points back, I think, on track. Our rebounds are on lock. Our assists are fine. Our steals are okay. Our blocks are good. I'd say our blocks are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. And our threes are pretty decent. Where are you where are you going with the end of the sixth round? <sighs> All right. So what so it's a crapshoot. It's it's kind of crazy, right? And we talked about this in the first one, right? Once we get to this point, like it all depends on who's available. Like it could be a, a plethora of names available. Absolutely. Um, this almost becomes like a, you know, who's your favorite kind of guy to to take a chance on? Is it Aaron Gordon? Um, I mean, or is someone like LaMarcus Aldridge still available? Uh, do you want to take a chance on, I don't know, Markel Fultz? Probably don't do that. But if you wanted to, I mean, I guess that's your choice. 
Uh, do you want to go with someone safe, like a Serge Ibaka, or do you want to go with my favorite pick uh, that's hiding in the depths of these rankings, uh, Nico Miritich? Um, I'm definitely not going Miritich yet. Obviously, I just it's too think, early for him. Yeah, I just think he's going to be around, right? I don't think I got to rush that one. Um, well, I think we kind of need some steals, right? Do we do we need some steals? I feel like we're maybe a tad light in steals. A little, we're a little light in steals because Schroeder isn't really a, a huge steal guy. And uh, I think we maybe, I mean, we're probably pretty good in assists, right? We're not maybe not the best team right now, but we're probably not. We're still no, pretty solid. Anywhere near the worst. Um, so other than like we want someone who's going to be a, a decent steals guy, I think we can kind of go anywhere with this pick. I think you're right. Um, wherever, wherever you dream. Which is, is a great place to be, right? Um, where, are you, where are you dreaming? Where am I dreaming? Well, I where mean, are you, dreaming? you let me know some names that you think are available. We'll, we'll go like what we did with the Westbrook one. All right? You give me the two best forwards, the two best guards. Well, the three best forwards and the two best guards if you don't want to give me a, a center center. Um, and, and we'll see see kind of what, what fits the best. All right, I'm going to go to the ADPs. I know we hate them, but I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go any people who are below 70 on ADPs. There's no way over Paynesville. I'm not giving you that one. Avery Bradley is, is probably one of your, your, your guards available here. Okay. Um. Jeremy Lin is apparently still available because he is very far down in the rankings. And, and that, that might be my Huckleberry right there. Gary Harris is available if you're playing in a league with, the, with people who don't know who Gary Harris is. I'm, I'm going to have to say he's not available in this league. Somebody knows who Gary Harris is in, in the league you're playing in right now. Um, who else is it? Malcolm Brogdon? Steven Adams is, uh, is a good center that's available. We could even say Willie Colley Stein is available. I think Willie Colley Stein is definitely available in the sixth round. Yeah. He's got to be. Um, Avery, Brad- Avery Bradley looking, looking a little sexy, right? Um, yeah, we don't really have a, a two. Other than, I guess we could put Giannis at the two. Um, some good threes for us, which we, we're probably a little bit training a little bit light in maybe. Um, some good steals and some good points. So I'm, I'm definitely in on that. Would not be opposed to that pick. Um I would not be opposed at all to Jeremy Lin. I'm a little bit higher on Jeremy Lin, I think, than a lot of people in the sense that I'm not too worried about his injury. I think he could play big minutes. I think he's going to play the point with Russell next to him, and I think he's going to get some good assist numbers. Um, I'd probably pick him if he was still available. I think it's some sharper leagues. I think people are going to be on him. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think uh, if you got some people who know what they're doing, Lin's going to be gone. Would you take George Hill as a replacement for Jeremy Lin? Um. Well, we talked about this when we talked about the Kings, right? I, I would, if I'm betting on someone to lead the Kings in scoring this year, I'm placing my money on George Hill. And he's um, going to hit some threes. I mean, he, he certainly isn't great at assists, but he's not terrible. But he's he's not good at steals. But I also think that people annoying. sleep on the Kings, so I might be able to even get him in my next round. Um, yeah, you could be right about that. So probably A.B. Bradley's where I end up. Just feel like he fits the team really well. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's go with Avery Bradley. I mean, like you said, at this point, we've kind of set ourselves up to go with any uh, direction we'd like. That's uh, while we're punting those free throws. And here's a really great thing about that. So, in a particular scenario, if someone falls a little bit to you, you're in the great position to snap them up. 
Yeah. Regardless of who that person is. He's yours. If someone's hanging around at, at 70, like a, um, I'm not sure, like a Jeff Teague. For some reason, nobody in your league likes Jeff Teague, and he made his way all the way down to 70. I doubt he will make his all the way down to 70, but you never know. D'Angelo Russell could fall down to 70 even. You see, there's guys out here on uh, Yahoo, like Clint Capella's at 70. Robert Covington's near 70. Yeah, Alfred Payton. It could be anybody, right? I mean, you never know. You never know. Your league is a one in a batch of a million, right? And so everyone's a little bit different. I like that. So we, we start out with Giannis. We win uh, Porzingis because you, you, you know some New York guys who like, who like Porzingis, so you want to make sure your buddy who's uh, on the turn didn't take him. We got Lowry on our third pick. And then at the end of the fourth, beginning of the fifth round, we decided to punt our free throws and take uh, Andre Drummond. But we needed scoring after we took Drummond, so we ended up taking Dennis Schroeder as a replacement for, uh, for getting our scoring back up getting some of our threes, and getting some of our assists back up. We figured Schroeder was the best scorer plus assists at that point. And then with our six-round pick, we said, it doesn't really matter. Whatever you like, someone who falls to you. Uh, we decided on Avery Bradley, but really, the six rounds, uh, your oyster at that point. Yeah. Okay, so I want to finish up with one thing. Absolutely. So you ready for that? Okay, Mark Roberts, our friend, the man, the myth, the legend, redid his projections just now just today oh. as i'm speaking to you this happened wow um, breaking news so he redid them you could check them out hashtag basketball.com um i want to speak to you about one thing i noticed in my first glance through okay and it is has to do with the trade it made a new top 50 player do you want to guess who this man is New top, a new top fifty player that would be involved with one of the trades we were in. Not mellow. Would it be mellow? It is not mellow. Mellow is fifty ninth. Mark Roberts, a fan of him, still scoring twenty and a half points a game. Interesting. Uh, who who is it? It is in just twenty six minutes per game. The man, the myth, the legend, Enos Cantor. Oh, big Enos Cantor, huh? Now, here's my question for you. Could that be a great steal of your draft? Because here's the thing, right? We talked about this when we talked about the trade, right? Neither one of us think you said he got 30 minutes, and I try to talk you down off that ledge. That I think he's only going to get somewhere between 26 to 28 because that's all he's really ever gotten in his career. And some coaches are not the smartest, but I don't think everyone is not the smartest. So the, I think that's kind of where he's, he's found his level, right? Water reaches its level. I think he found his level somewhere in that range. But Mark Roberts is telling you in, in 26 minutes a game, he's the 50th ranked player. Well, I'm going to get after some, some pondering on Enos Cantor, which is uh, something apparently I do more often than I'd like to admit. Um, I do like the – I still like the idea that Enos Cantor is going to play closer to 30 minutes than he is to 20 minutes, which he was playing closer to 20 minutes last year. Oh, his, oh, I'll agree with that. I think he's in that 26 his, to 28 range. Yeah, his per minute production on points and rebounds is amazing. Is absurd. His field goal percentage is great. So this kind of does fit our build a little bit. Before the trade, I think you could have got Enos Cantor with your last pick or your, your third to last pick. Now, 
I think you have to take him before the ninth round because I think people are – the name is in the air. They know he's playing in New York, and they know he's part of this pot trade. I think you got to take him before the ninth round. So I'm not taking him in the sixth round, but I, I would be interested in him on a certain type of build because here's what he doesn't do. Anything else. He doesn't give you assists at all, steals at all. Blocks are really bad for a well, center. He's going to shoot really good percentages. So in I'm actually more into him, especially that late in like a build where I need to boost up my points and rebounds and I have those other stats pretty secure. Or a build where I'm punting something like three-pointers or I'm punting something like assists or maybe I'm punting steals and blocks, right? His percentages are great, especially yeah. for a center. They're great. And I think this could be a really great value in a head-to-head league. Even when I'm doing my six-category build that I like to do, in the sense that if I can get him in the ninth round and he gives me 17 points and nine rebounds a game in 28 minutes, that's kind of a steal because nobody in that ninth round is giving you 17 points. No, not at all. And uh, in this particular build, since we're playing free throws, I think that actually kind of hurts him, so I wouldn't take him probably till later. And that's why I, I didn't bring it up during the Giannis build because I didn't want to throw the, the topic off, but... I think that that's kind of a guy now that it's reaching sleeper territory. Um, and yeah, if you're drafting this week, this is a better time to get him, right? Because as their drafts pick up steam and more and more people see, oh, Canner's going to be good. Canner's going to get minutes. Canner's going to do this. Canner's going to do that. His draft stock's going to keep going higher and higher. Um, if you can still get in quick and get him in the last round, it's a guy to get. Yeah, I'm on board with that strategy. I, I like that idea. So I think that's it for tonight. We um, have done Giannis already, and uh, we have did Westbrook in our, our last episode. We're going to be coming at you with some strategy episodes. We're going to talk about snake drafts, auction drafts, uh, what to do when preparing for a head-to-head versus a roto draft, uh, how we approach our drafts. We're going to talk about punting strategies and sleepers. we got a ton of pre-draft prep podcasts coming for you along with the rest of the top eight that we haven't already done, so please stay tuned for that. If you want to join our listener league, go ahead and tweet at me, Mike Catron, at Watch the Boxes on Twitter, and you can get it Tyler at Watsy4444. Or if you just have any other questions about your draft um, or about your league, feel free to hit us up. That's it for tonight. Have a good one, everybody.